friggin' do it. Hey everyone, welcome to Rally Caps, a podcast for the creative entrepreneur building a business for the long haul. Today, we're joined by the one and only Danny Gewurz, a native of the suburbs of Philadelphia and a collegiate football superstar. Danny has carved a name for himself in the commercial and music video space along with his filmmaking career. After self-admittedly trying to be Peter McKinnon and realizing he was way too soft-spoken to be a replica, he dove into his own style of being a filmmaking YouTuber. And at the end of 2020, Danny decided to focus on his channel and move to Maui with his girlfriend Anna and his dog Sansa. Now, he's working on his new career of standing under waterfalls, flexing his six-pack, and just generally influencing the world from the island of Maui. Is that all correct, Danny? Uh, yeah, I was, most of it's correct. Um, especially the ab part. It's still, it's still working out every day. <laughs> no, th- thanks for having me on. Uh, gl- glad to be here. Love yeah. chatting with two similar minded folk <laughs> from across Dude, the Pacific Ocean now. It, it is. Uh, what, what's the, what's the mainland like? I hear there's a lot going on with weather. <laughs> it's it's very cold. Yeah, yeah, it's very not the same as what you're experiencing. Yeah, so. yeah. We before we started recording, we were just talking about how there's no air conditioning in my my office, and I put ice packs on my body underneath my shirt, unbeknownst to the the viewers, <laughs> just to keep my temperature down when I'm when I'm recording. <laughs> just living the island life. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great. But uh, do have a did install an AC unit. It's not on right now, just because the it's super loud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I want you want you to be able to hear me over my You're my just... very very not loud voice. <laughs> Sacrificing for us. Yeah, no, doing my on best. On a serious note, on a serious note, Danny, we we're seriously honored um, for you to come on here. We appreciate you taking the time. Um, we know that you're packing your schedule with making videos and doing your thing and yeah we just feel honored that you want to come on and, and chat yeah, with us i know course. we still haven't we haven't ch- chatted in real life until this i feel point, like we right? have though no we have, have we i don't know oh, j- we yeah. haven't but we have <laughs> yeah. it's one of those yeah i mean i've seen all your youtube videos you see three videos of someone you you've you've known them your whole yep. life you know it's totally. like <laughs> that's how that works yeah, yeah, no, it's like this weird uh, experience where uh, you're you're able to watch one and get to know someone without like f- like having this like other sense of feeling judged, where you're just staring at them and analyzing them and like seeing their every move and focusing on everything they do. And I feel you learn so much more about that person in that sense because you're not constantly in your head thinking about like. Am I like speaking correctly? It's like, it, does he like me? Like, yeah. So when you're watching someone on YouTube, I feel like you just like get to know them so quickly. Oh, for sure, man. Well, since everybody knows that, you know, from the intro that you're a filmmaker, YouTuber, and right. collegiate superstar, <laughs> uh, <laughs> how how would you? This is kind of a total curveball, but how like how would you describe your business as it stands today? Like, what do you do to function? as a as a creative entrepreneur what does that look like for you yeah i mean uh so it was like a traditional cinematography i was a traditional cinematographer doing commercial work shooting like uh mostly like uh athletic ads for you know nike like uh lululemon and like a lot of really cool brands and stuff like that um i also had the youtube channel on the side where it was just like more of a relaxed creative outlet for myself because i never you know, as a cinematographer, all you're doing is you're shooting other people's stuff for the most part. You know, there's the agency, there's the, the the client, the production company, the director, and they all have their vision that 
they come to you the cinematographer and like hey can you help us shoot this and put it in the video form and it's not really like your ideas your like uh you know your creative input to a certain extent uh so my youtube channel was always that for me i can make whatever i wanted to make i could uh you know like uh, be the director or the editor tell the stories that i want to tell so uh yeah I, I was having more fun doing that and as i saw the money side of things gratefully so rising on the youtube channel with more subscribers coming in and you know brands paying more attention to to what i was doing uh it started to outgrow my income from the traditional cinematography and it was almost less work less anxiety and i was having way more fun doing it so it made like so much sense to you know give it a shot give it a true shot and I say this all the time. It's like the YouTube channel. It feels like it's like right here, right now. And like something that like, like you almost need a little bit of luck, like to, to make happen. Like the cinematography, like you work hard, be kind, mm -hmm. like you will get better. You will get business and you will be that thing. If YouTube, it feels like, you know, it's like a shot in the dark sometimes. Like you don't know if something's going to land, you're kind of trusting the algorithm gods at a certain extent. So <laughs> just like having that opportunity and being in this position is something that there's no way I could turn down. So yeah, COVID happened, went way more into the YouTube channel. It grew and grew. And I decided that I was gonna move to Maui, make it a full-time thing and uh, put the traditional cinematography career on the back burner for now and, and see what happens. So right now I'm making an income full-time on YouTube feeling great <laughs> it's the yeah, best job incredible. in the world it's the best job in the world right it's like uh <laughs> like every day i wake up i'm like all right I, i'm gonna do something cool and film it and that's that's my job <laughs> it's like yeah it's like you don't have to like get client feedback or anything but i mean when you work with brands you have to like be like hey can you like review my like 45 second skillshare ad that you like make me read like <laughs> yeah. but uh other than that like there's no feedback that you have to at least listen to. Obviously you get feedback from, you know, the people watching and stuff, but sure. yeah, sure. It, yeah, it, it's, it is like the greatest experience ever. Like being able to constantly inspire other human beings who, who are similar to you every single day. So hmm. yeah, it's cool. Awesome, <laughs> cool. Do you ever see so it? Cool. Do you ever, have you, did you ever see it like as, as a business and could be a business or no um, is it was it, like, was that always a dream or no not at all like uh i originally started because like i was you know when i even though i went the traditional path i didn't learn traditionally like i started out shooting tour videos for little dicky and uh on the oh, tour yeah yeah, that, yeah, so yeah, cool. yeah yeah so like on the tour like i would i started out with zero knowledge of video and, and filmmaking and i was horrible mm -hmm. at it but as the tour went, I started to take an interest in it. I started to like it a lot more. And uh, I was just like um, researching on YouTube and like finding out all these like techniques about filming and like how to play with cameras. And I was finding guys like Peter McKinnon. I was finding guys like Maddie Hapoya. And like I was learning their styles and stuff. And that's how I learned filmmaking. And I felt like I was taking so much from this community. I just needed to give back and, and put myself on YouTube just to help one other person like if i helped one other person that was the goal so yeah that's that's how i got onto youtube it never was like oh this is gonna be my job one day but i think that's also like why it grew like why mm. it worked totally. out so much because i didn't put so much pressure on myself to from the start to make it something that i needed to heavily rely on to to live mm. and survive 
I think a lot of people, when you when you go that route, you try to make money right away. Uh, you come off a lot less authentic to the viewer, um, and also you you end up doing things that you wouldn't usually do that's uh, within your personality. So. I'm really grateful it worked out that way. And I had like another job that was able to support me while I also did YouTube. Well, hey, you uh, you mentioned that you recently moved from Philly to Hawaii. Yeah. It's only been like six weeks or so, but how yeah. has that transition been <laughs> yeah. so far for you? It's funny because you knew you you knew the number like exactly. And I didn't even know the number. <laughs> you said that, <laughs> I, I was like trying to think. I was like, how long has it been? And you said six weeks. I was like, yeah, it's been six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> what, what was the question? I didn't even hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm choking my spit right now. <laughs> Dude, I I choke on my spit way more than the average human being should ever like do so. Like, I'm gonna get pneumonia from just like liquid constantly going into my lungs. It's just <laughs> half of your editing is just cutting out you choking on your spit when you're talking dude i i thought about making a montage edit of just like all the sounds that i make like uh, after like in between like a like i'll deliver a line and be like <clears throat> like clearing my throat <laughs> or like or like i'll finish i never would have guessed that <laughs> or, like, you're so soft-spoken he's like <laughs> <laughs> and like every time I finish a line, even if it's not funny, I I laugh. I just do it every single time. I'll be like, yeah, like this is how you color grade. <laughs> and just like do this like long drawn out laugh. And dude, I, I like always have to cut it out. And I thought about just like making a huge montage video of just all those sounds. <laughs> not even releasing it. Maybe make a second channel for my sounds. But oh. Little you should sample all of those and make a song out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, you know, everyone's like talking about starting second channels and like that whole train. So maybe just like a second channel where I could really just be myself and put my sound, the sound, grunting sounds that I make. <laughs> Danny Gavart's sound design. <laughs> sound pack in the You description. can buy my sound pack in the links <laughs> in the description. <laughs> just, just indigestion. Yeah. <laughs> this video is lost by Pepto. <laughs> Oh man, I might have to uh, turn the volume down on my recording. <laughs> like I'm like laughing too much. Uh, yeah. So, what was your question about moving the <laughs> to Maui? <laughs> was that a thing? Dude, how, how's the uh, how's the transition been so far? Going from Philly to Maui. Yeah, it, it's a it's a big move. <laughs> it's like uh, it's you, you go from like really cold, like uh, so. I I was in the suburbs of Philadelphia. I'm not much of a city guy just never really been my jive i like f pretty introverted fold with a ton of people around me but um yeah it's it's a lot warmer here still getting used to that my dog's still getting used to it her she's yeah. she, she's a lab so she sheds a lot dude my whole floor is just like carpeted with her hair but uh no nah, dude it's crazy like uh I literally live in a place like everyone dreams <laughs> they would live in. Like me and me Anna and Sansa, like every night go and like explore a different beach, like at sunset. And every night we look at each other and we're like, 
<laughs> we just laugh and we're like, we live here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, this is such a joke. Like, <laughs> yeah, like this, like this, like you know, Jewish kid from the suburbs of Philadelphia was never supposed to like live on a tropical island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> like, I don't even know. If, I don't even know if my skin is like meant for <laughs> for, for the sun here. <laughs> but no, dude, it's so awesome. Oh my God. I don't know. I, I like it. Definitely feels more relaxed being here. Like, uh, yeah, there's not like a ton of traffic that you're just like killing yourself mm-hmm. over every single day. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot more laid back vibe where not everyone's just like trying to get ahead. Like everyone's just like kind of chilling. You know? For sure. Yeah, it's a good experience. Especially like I was like towards like uh, the middle, the end of 2020. I was like overworking myself. I was doing YouTube full time, getting a video out every single week and my cinematography career, like both things were like going straight up, which is something that I'm like super grateful for. Like I'm not complaining about it, but uh, like I was really running myself into the ground. Like I didn't know how to say like no to certain jobs because I was afraid like if I say no, like maybe they'll hire someone else. And if they hire someone else, they'll just like keep consecutively working with that person and won't want to come back to me. So I kept taking these gigs and there was like, there was times where it'd be like shoots where it was like all day uh, like I get home at like midnight and then I have a sunrise shoot the next day so I like sleep for an hour like maybe sometimes I'm just like repacking the car or like getting my stuff together and then right back out the door and I was like I was like starting to have like physical issues like my head I was having like these like weird like a uh, like neuro neuron misfires in my head that were like caused by stress and I would just like pass out like uh, from these like extreme headaches and it was all due to stress (laughs) so like uh that definitely like played a huge decision in like deciding uh to make that move and just like step away from like that world that I was in just like take a step back like even though I'm posting more videos on YouTube I went from like one weekly video to two now it's more work but it's not as stressful and it's not like i'm like Mm -hmm. out killing myself every day so and and like i look outside take a deep breath and see the ocean and feel the the breeze coming off the the palm trees and (laughs) it's all gravy (laughs) you know so so, so yeah the the move was definitely like more than just like uh man an influencer just like looking to escape (laughs) some some like paradise and like just like flex on everyone else (laughs) it's definitely like, like more so like just like taking a step back, relaxing, and just like enjoying life a little bit. For sure. Yeah, I feel like it, yeah, that seems to be lost on a lot of people, myself included, and I I, don't, I definitely feel like I'm in kind of that season now of just like right. everything elevating and right. all the things colliding and starting all these new projects. But mm-hmm. um, really at the end of the day, my my effort in these things is, it, it can't it can't happen without the people that are around me like Steven and, and Mike in my life who are right. helping like make all of it happen. But really the goal is like I'm I'm hoping five years from now that I can just be like kind of not doing anything. Like I can just right. maybe show up to a studio and I have an editor who I can pay and give a full time job to and mm-hmm. and still, you know, do yeah. that kind of stuff or, you know, kind of make passive income through real estate or other investments or something like that. Totally. Yeah. I feel like I'm already, I'm already getting a, a whole Ted talk from you right now, <laughs> like where it's happening uh, well, dude, in my life. Something I, I found is interesting. Like a lot of like creatives, uh, like 
are looking to branch out and make money in different areas because mm -hmm. being a like creative and doing creative work is exhausting it's mm -hmm. like a it takes like all of you uh, to put mm -hmm. out like a creative piece of art and it's hard to like do that on the youtube train like to constantly be putting out these pieces of art week after week it's not like it's not like the traditional like with like Picasso probably wasn't doing that. Not no. comparing us to Picasso on this. Uh, for one, for one, because Picasso was like super mean to women and disrespectful, and that's not us. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. obviously not. But yeah, but like back to what you're saying, like yeah, like like investing in those other places, like real estate and like like uh, different areas that aren't focused on creative is probably like the best thing you could do for like your your creative. You know bandwidth for sure i feel like a lot of people are trying to find any way at all to monetize whatever hobby it is that they have just to like keep on like oh i can find passive income here or there or whatever do you have any like just hobbies that you do just because you enjoy it and like kind of help oh, you yeah. stay like sane and just like still like creatively invigorated but just like you just do it for you Dude, 100%. I, I even thought about doing a video about like all like the weird things that I do just for me. <laughs> like uh, <laughs> like I I play the guitar, I play the ukulele constantly. <laughs> like, nice. Yeah, like I love music, I love making music. Um, I'm like constantly riding my one wheel around, you know? <laughs> constantly yeah. playing with the dogs, constantly going for hikes. Like, like doing all these like uh, things that just like take you out of like the creative sphere because it's exhausting. Like I'm definitely like one of those people that's at the point where I'd rather like sometimes rather die than like bring my camera like with me. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I like it's the last thing I want to do. It just stresses me out way too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, But um, I used to play video games, but I kind of stepped out of it. You ever, you ever play Kingdom Hearts? I do not do back in the games. day not anymore back Steven in the day yeah yeah kingdom hearts was like my thing <laughs> it's a, yeah it's a jam like obsessive <laughs> thing like, <that>. <laughs> <laughs> like i'm still not over like i constantly think about, <laughs> like i constantly think about like sora and and kairi's relationship and like how they shared a palpu fruit and uh <laughs> i know all of the words you're saying right now <laughs> dude totally i was tracking I almost, like, I almost named my dog after something uh, from Kingdom Hearts. But, uh, I, I was sounds like kind of, sounds like it could fit in that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so, obviously, I named her Sansa after Game of Thrones. I was re-watching uh, the whole thing with uh, my girlfriend, Anna. She hadn't seen it. So, I was, like, in the midst of, like, re-watching it. We got her in, like, the middle of season five, which is obviously the best season. So, and, like, she has red hair. Like, Sansa's become, like, a, the queen of the north here. <laughs> so, so, I mean, it only, it only made sense to name my dog uh, after her. Makes sense. Like, it was, like, a respect Danny, it feels like it, it feels like we're becoming best friends, so I can trust you with this. I haven't seen Game of Thrones. Yeah, dude. Oh, man, either. dude. Like you said, you it, haven't? Like, yeah, of oh, course. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, I don't uh, know see, the reference. You, yeah, you didn't even know what my dog's name was from. <laughs> dude, I was like, so, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, it sounds like it could be there. You're like, yeah, but Game of Thrones. I'm like, <clears throat> yeah, of course. Yep. Yeah, of course. Dude, no, yeah. no I actually, actually envy you guys for, for not have seen it yet. Because like you have the greatest cinematic experience of all time to look forward Whoa. to. <laughs> Whoa, that's pretty high praise. Dude, it is. That's a hot take, dude. It is so good. 
granted the last season fell apart but like okay it's the, like everything leading up to that is so good i've oh heard God. all the references and everything i feel like half of it is already spoiled for me but nah, nah you'll you'll see you'll watch it yeah that's your that's your homework for tonight finish the whole thing <laughs> okay all of it just binge we need to stop recording right now then i gotta get to, to watching <laughs> <laughs> I think they did something on James Corden. It was like a skit where they uh, they like put one of their producers in a room and made him watch the entire thing straight. <laughs> oh oh no, I gosh. totally saw that yeah, YouTube thumbnail. Dude. And they had they had like a, like twenty four hour surveillance, and the guy was like just going crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it's definitely yeah, he, the, the like the Dungeons and Dragons thing. <laughs> I don't know how much I could get into it. I don't know. I'm yeah. sure I would if I, you know, the cinematic part about it, or I, I that everybody oh, says yeah. the story the best. So yeah, well, dude, the cinematics are like unlike anything else. Like even watching behind the scenes of those shows, dude, it's unreal. <laughs> so I think the funniest thing, as someone who constantly makes like really dark looking images, I like feel for people who like also make dark images because that's what we like. Mm. And like when the feedback is it's too dark, it's like super heartbreaking. But uh, <laughs> there, there, was this, there was this episode in Game of Thrones where they spent 55 nights in a row shooting it. Only nights. Oh, I heard about this one. And yes. it, dude, so much went into this episode. And then when it aired, everyone said, everyone was like, they I couldn't, couldn't see it. anything. It was too yeah. dark. Oh no. <laughs> Dude, if if I was that that cinematographer, I would just quit right there. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I would just would just move to Maui and start a YouTube channel. <laughs> Danny, were you the cinematographer? Is that what you did? <laughs> I wish, man. I wish. Little story. <laughs> Well, you clearly, if anyone's seen your stuff, you have just a wonderfully empathetic and calming and disarming kind of aura when you talk. Um, and it, you know, you've talked about this at length on your channel, just being true to you and, and honest right. to yourself and your personality. Um, and I, you know, I made a joke in the opening because I, I did watch that video where you're reacting to like one of your first videos, <laughs> kind of trying to be like Peter McKinnon. I guess my question yeah. is like, if you could maybe ex just expand on that idea a little bit, and then just how does it feel that people like Peter McKinnon and Maddie Hapoya and huge YouTubers are like commenting on your videos now? Like, how did yeah. just how does all that feel? Yeah, no, it, it, it is interesting because when you when you were starting a YouTube channel, especially like when I started it, like those were the guys that you had to look up to. Like maybe yeah. Maddie, not so much. Maddie's definitely a lot calmer and more reserved. Like mm -hmm. watching Peter, like he's the go. Like he is like <laughs> the guy. Like if you own a camera and today, you know who Peter McKinnon is and like you've mm -hmm. seen one of his videos. So like obviously like when that camera turns on, like it's a super unnatural thing and it's <laughs> it's a weird situation that you're putting yourself in. You turn into someone else, like it's not you. And the first thing that came out of me was Peter, like trying to be Peter and like boom, like like punching the screen. <laughs> you know, he doesn't do that. But, mm -hmm. <laughs> but no, I mean I did that for a while and I would look back at my videos and be like, what am I doing? Like 
like if people saw this it'd be like who is that that's not danny like mm. so so like little by little like if you watch my videos from beginning to now please don't do that uh just like <laughs> i've even went back and unlisted some of them because they're like way too brutal to to watch but if you do that like you like slowly and incrementally see me just like making my way to myself because it does take that practice and those repetitions to feel comfortable enough in front of the camera to feel uh like your personality belongs there in front of that camera and it took me a while to get there and it's interesting enough as soon as i i got to that place where i was finally being me that is when people started really watching people started subscribing the channel really started to to take off the way that it did because like i i've said this in a video before it's like human beings are amazing at knowing when other humans are not being themselves and they're playing <laughs> a part like it doesn't matter who you are like you can you can look into someone's eyes and read when they're not being them and that's what that's what was happening people saw saw that that was not me and you know eventually i got to a point where it was me and that's what when it started to grow and then you know yeah like seeing peter like reach out <laughs> peter so i was having like the worst day ever like four months ago i like had just like fallen off my one wheel smashed my camera broken my mm -hmm. foot <laughs> just like like terrible events had happened <laughs> and uh i'm like trying to walk my dog like <laughs> in the snow or something it was like the rain like one foot and uh I, I guess like peeked at my phone during the rain which is like number one clue that i'm a serial killer like why would i do that <laughs> <laughs> now that i'm putting the pieces together in my head it's all starting to make sense <laughs> but, but, <laughs> i like i like i like open my instagram and my notifications uh I'm a big deal. I get a lot of follows on Instagram. <laughs> Just kidding. But like, like, there's all these like, all these like blue like following things, and like every now and then it's like a white, like, thing, like a white square, and that like means you followed someone and they followed you back. And I was like, oh, who's this? And I went from right to left on my screen. It was Peter McKinnon. <laughs> I was like, ah, okay. Uh, started sweating a bit. Uh, started to feel some serotonin rush through my body and uh i like i was like no way like i'm gonna check my dms no way he's in there peter mckinnon's in my dms <laughs> four <laughs> four messages from peter mckinnon it took me six hours to open it just because i was like panicking i didn't know what to do i like uh, i like screenshotted it and sent it to all my friends sent it to my girlfriend like look who like sent me a message and follow me it was like going crazy and everyone was like what do you say i was like i don't know i didn't open it <laughs> but i was like please please open it right now uh, i finally built up the courage after pep talking to mirror to uh open it and it was like the nicest funniest most human message ever it was just like him being like hey man like saw your channel i really love what you're doing i'm really happy that you're in this space he like uh, made a bunch of typos and like laughed at his typos i was like oh my god like this is like the coolest experience of my life like <laughs> like like Christopher Nolan could have DM me and I would have cared, but just like, you know, it's like YouTube has this like thing where you like get to know the person so well. And like, mm -hmm. you know, you really look up to like your idols on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. no, that was a really cool experience. It like 
you know, it gave me this like sense of validation, like, like, I don't, I don't know if I needed it, but maybe I did, but <laughs> now it it's really cool that people are starting to recognize like uh, all the hard work because you know, it, YouTube can suck from time to time. Like it's a lot, it's a ton of work. And a lot of times you don't see that work paying off, but when it does, it does. So. <laughs> I mean, speaking of validation, you just crossed a hundred thousand subscribers and you're like right, yeah. quickly just raging past that even more. What do you, yeah. what do you see long-term? Like, what do you see in the five to 10 year window? How do you see yourself pivoting if YouTube isn't the thing you want to do or if YouTube isn't a thing anymore? Like, yeah. how do you feel about all that? Man, I wish I knew. <laughs> 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 I'm like, kind of just like a, just like riding the the wave right now hoping <laughs> it doesn't barrel over top of me i live in maui so i use surfing terms uh, just like to talk about life <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh dude i don't know it, i i mean i listen to like a lot of like uh i don't know why i grabbed the pen <laughs> the nervous twitch thing it's just because uh, i don't really know how to answer the question but uh, <laughs> i've like been seeing <laughs> I've been seeing like a lot of like a or listening to podcasts where people are talking about like you know the future of business on YouTube and stuff yeah. and like you know like big brands aren't like putting like a ton of money into like their Super Bowl <laughs> ads anymore because mm -hmm. all these brands are like oh why don't we just like spend less money and put it in a to a more focused area and these creators mm -hmm. and like hit a more targeted market with more engagement and I think we're going to keep seeing that. And I think YouTube is specifically the, the best platform for those brands to come to because, you know, the engagement on YouTube is like no other. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. there's like when you have your core following, like they trust you, like whatever you say. And that's also why I have to be careful as a creator. Like, I can't just mm -hmm. like be like shoving any brand down their throat because I like know yeah. these people care and trust me and I don't want to like mm -hmm. backstab them. Like they're my friends at this point. Yeah, but totally. uh I think I think YouTube's gonna continue to grow as a platform. Um, hopefully, <laughs> but uh, no. If I can keep doing this, like keep making these videos and, and just having fun, like I would do this the rest of my life, like no doubt. Like any job I've ever had before this doesn't even come close. Although I was a lifeguard at a lake one time. You look like a lifeguard. Thanks, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love it. You just said things, yeah. man. Dude, nah, yeah. So I, I specifically cut this shirt. So oh, I yeah. Picked them out. <laughs> You're looking like very lifeguard right now. Yeah, yeah. It's the tan. It's the tan from the, the, the Maui sun. But uh, <laughs> funny story, this family like flipped her canoe and like was drowning. They didn't know how to swim. And like we had a, like a motor rescue boat, just like me and the goons that worked at the, the lifeguard spot, the, the like the lake. I'm like cruising on the front of the boat, and as soon as we got close, I dove in, dude. It was like straight out of a movie. Saved the family's life from drowning, and uh, that was the greatest thing I'll ever do in my life. <laughs> you started that off with I have a funny story, and it was like family was drowning. Like, yeah, dude, so it was hilarious. Drowning, right? Dude, hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Stick with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was a really cool job. I was just like a 19 year old kid, just like having fun on the lake. Like, no, no, like real, uh, like responsibilities in life. But uh, so YouTuber no, or lifeguard, either yeah, one is good. Yeah, yeah. If I could, good, yeah. if, if I could sing, 
it would definitely be singing number one, but I've proved multiple times on my channel I can't sing. <laughs> Wait, you did covers? No, I would like uh, in a couple of vlogs, I'm like just like singing the song that's on the radio and it's like, dude, I get comments and it's like, oh man, <laughs> like that's singing though. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> It's like, oh man, thanks for like really killing my, my ego. <laughs> uh, I think it was your first video of 2021 that you made. It was the real advice to creators starting their channel in 2021. Right. Uh, you kind of emphasized how tough it is to stay consistent making a YouTube channel. And yeah. you, know, you, you referenced a handful of times in your own path, you, know, you just kind of wanted to quit. You just were like, okay, I'm throwing in the towel, I'm done. In those moments of discouragement, what helped you persevere and kind of maintain the like the long view, so to speak, for your channel? Right. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. just insanity, maybe. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> just like my ego thinking that it, it's gonna work out, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> so much you have to believe that it feels yeah. like when you take a gamble on yourself with any kind of entrepreneurship, you have to have that sort of crazy side of you. Mm -hmm. where you fail over and over and you just keep going still right yeah dude how how long have you been on youtube Eric? it's been three about three years now um yeah it, yeah, yeah i'm kind of at a crossroads similar. now it's like i don't i don't know because we're starting a finance channel as well um nice. i'm doing that with mike and we obviously have bradley caps going now um but I'm, I'm kind of getting to a place with my personal channel where I do want to start making more narrative pieces. I do want to start doing a lot more of, like you've really inspired me to want to kind of like flex the muscle that I know I have, but never really share with the world right. of like right. actually putting together like a good quality story outside of making a wedding film. Cause really the only time I ever like flex that muscle is when I'm making a film for a couple and I'll go mm -hmm. like all out for doing that. Um, but I'm really, really interested in getting into more narrative pieces and pieces that are just like special to me and right. maybe telling a story of my family or uh, people in my life or my city. And uh, yeah, and I think, I do think that people will definitely resonate with it, but it kind of gets squashed by the fear of like pursuing right. the thing and mm -hmm. doing, you know, totally. performing for the algorithm and yeah, only wanting to make videos that you like are pretty confident will do well, if you will. So. Right. Yeah. I, I, dude, I feel the same thing. I'm always in a situation where I'm like, I didn't learn all this just to teach other people, you mm -hmm. know, <laughs> like, and I don't, yeah. th and, and like, I think like most like of your core subscribers, like, I mean, hopefully most, I mean, I don't know, like uh, if they don't support you in like wanting to like, like actually create as a creator, like that's on them. Like that's not like a, a reflection right. on you. And like, mm -hmm. I think like it, there's nothing more beautiful than like being able to tell another person's story and like, uh, like giving them like a platform that they would have never had, you know? So Dude, you, there's a lot of good you can do in the world with, with telling these stories, and I don't think it should go to waste. And, and like, just for the sheer fact of trying to to like make someone that you've never met happy, who isn't gonna support you in like your life decision, you know? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. so so I mean, some of the greatest projects I've even done on YouTube 
like have been like telling someone else's story and helping su support another person. And like a lot of times, like people will come together and support that. Like, uh, like my subscribers, like with that fear of me thinking that they're not going to support it, like it's there. And like, sometimes they, they come through, sometimes they don't. But, uh, yeah, like the, did you, you saw the Dan in Africa? It's our next yeah, question, right. so yeah, <laughs> it's a good segue. Yeah. I watch it before I go to bed every night, and I just cry a little bit, and my faith in humanity is restored, right. and it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that was like, I mean, it wasn't meant to be this way, but that was like a good example of like combining something for YouTube, uh, and also like using my skill and storytelling uh, to help share a message. Like, it wasn't like the most cinematic experience of all time but it was like this really well put together story that lifted up someone else. Like, and like, mm -hmm. that's why I got into it. I wanted to tell other people's stories and like, I was able to do that, but also keep it like, uh, like engaging for like a YouTube audience almost. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a cool thing. It was probably yeah. aside from, uh, saving those people, uh, from the lake. <laughs> well, <laughs> One of the greatest things that I've done in my life. Danny, I, like, I remember yeah. sitting outside of my studio building in my car, finishing that film and just being really? like, yeah, just being awestruck at the kind of move you made to make that happen. And so yeah. I'll, we'll just give a little bit more context. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. You, your friend's name is Dan. He's from Entebbe, Uganda. Yeah. Um, he's a super talented filmmaker in his own right and had very yeah. limited gear to do so. Mm -hmm. And you launched a GoFundMe, raised $20,000 with your subscribers. Yeah. Uh, over, yeah. How much did it end up being? Yeah, well, uh, the GoFundMe raised uh, 14000 and we got mm -hmm. like, you know, over $8,000 in, in gear from brands. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so no, it was, so to give a little more about that story, I met, so I was shooting a brand video for a company looking to do like a give back program in Uganda. Uh, it was kind of like the Tom's program, like a meal here is a meal over there. And uh, yeah. while I was there filming for the first time, uh, I, we were going through this market and I noticed someone with like a camera and I was like, oh, like, who's this guy? And we got to talking and it was Dan. And, uh, you know, we stayed in touch when I left for years. Like we, we would talk from time to time. And then I went back to shoot something else for that company three years later. And I was like, oh man, I would love to meet up with Dan and like uh, shoot something with him. I didn't know what I was gonna shoot, but uh, mm -hmm. we, we met up. I ended up just like hanging out with him for a couple extra days, shooting some stuff around. And I had all this footage of him. I was like, you know what? Like I'm gonna like make like some kind of video to like help like raise money to get him some proper gear. Like it doesn't have a real camera or anything, but I knew he was like, it's like this super awesome dude. Like he's so like, he's like, like probably smarter than all of us combined. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he, he's like, like so ingrained in his community. Like everyone looks up to him in his community. Like he has so much influence and like, we had to get a proper camera in this guy's hands and like mm -hmm. help uplift his community that was struggling. And uh, like I got home, put together that video and uh, attached a GoFundMe to it. And you know, the, the subscribers came through, everyone supported uh, what was going on. And a week we hit the goal and, and then some. And then a couple weeks later, I flew back with all the gear. <laughs> and, and we filmed it and put together a little video about that process of getting the gear, his situation, um, giving him the gear, uh, showing him shoot and just like, giving him a chance to, to thank everyone. 
it was this really, you know, beautiful moment. Like, you know, I'm not like, I got so much like, I actually got like a, the most like negative kickback that I've ever gotten from that video. Mm. You know, people like mm. throwing like the white saviorism thing in my face. Um, sure. Like uh, mm -hmm. I got death threats. <laughs> it's crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, people making fun of me for like, uh, you know, publicizing my philanthropy. Which is really tough because like Dan is someone like a, a really good friend of mine, someone who was struggling mm -hmm. and someone who like I deeply cared about and like I, I like like we were able to to help change his life and, and like help lift up his entire community by by out like crowdsourcing like putting all this together yeah. and and like just from like showcasing it and putting it on YouTube and like all these people singing it. Like Dan's been able to grow like his own brand, like brand people are reaching out to Dan for work, like companies that have like something in Uganda are like hitting up Dan to shoot it. Art Grid hit him up to shoot like a uh, stock footage. He has 22,000 subscribers now, <laughs> 22,000 subscribers. He can oh monetize. God. He can do affiliate links. This guy can like is gonna become like the like the next Peter McKinnon. Like it, it, he has that ability. He has that personality. All it took was just like like somebody just like helping like shine some light on him. And like you know, there's people in the world that that want to hate on us for doing that. Like I, I think that reflects more on them than it does us. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but but no, it's definitely. As you can probably tell, it's something that I'm struggling with, like dealing still with the the hate from that video because sure. that video is still growing. I think it just passed like 400,000 views, which is a lot for for my videos. Mm -hmm. And you know, once it gets out of like your core subscribers and starts hitting like people people that don't know you and like yeah. people are f like feel free to say whatever they want and like yeah. like judge you and just from that the split seconds of seeing you so so i'm definitely getting like a lot of really bad kickback and been struggling with it but uh you know at the end of the day i know i, I helped one of my best friends in this world uh, achieve his dreams and and that's all that matters so yeah i'm glad that you guys uh, are supporting it and are pumped about it <laughs> dude yeah it was it was arguably like the coolest thing i've ever seen on youtube <laughs> eric just... and i actually like facetimed each other later that day we're like you saw danny's video right yeah oh, that's awesome did you cry too yeah like okay cool we're on the same page like yeah it was, like absolutely beautiful thank you i appreciate that yeah it, yeah dude like like you saw his reaction like when he got the camera like there's never like i've never seen such pure genuine happiness in my entire life and like like we cried because we felt that like we we all saw how much like that meant to him and like just the fact that like i have a youtube channel and like i'm supported by people who wanted to support that like man like I, that that is also like you are doing exactly what you need to do danny like this is what you were meant to be doing like don't stop so back to your point of like uh like what keeps you motivated through all this like <laughs> is youtube the future like being able to do all those things like that answers it Epic, dude. Yeah, we constantly go back to like creative people and talk about why the, the, the foundation of your business and your entrepreneurship or whatever it is, is like if there's no foundation of a why and a, and a purpose in that sense, then it could just be so unbelievably unsustainable. Totally. And so 
it's so easy to get caught up in comments and analytics and numbers and money and business practice. Um, but at the end of the day, like it's just so unsustainable if you're not doing what you want to totally. do. You don't feel like you've been you doing what you've been put on the earth to do, you know? Right. Absolutely. Uh, I know, I know you like, uh, you definitely know the, the comment situation too. I've seen you post oh, yeah. on Twitter, some of your, your comments, oh, yeah. dude. It's crazy. Cause like we, we, we definitely joke about it, but it sucks that it, like, it hurts. Gets, it gets to us. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, it just like, you some, get real some, defensive. Yeah. It's just some of this like, like, I don't know what the, the cursing limit is. The a-holes of the world just like <laughs> sitting behind a, a screen yeah. doing nothing with their life like just like hating on people and like why should we care but it it still gets to us it'll ruin my day like i'm you know i i try to answer like every single comment mm-hmm. on my videos because it, it means a lot to me when people watch and take the extra step to to comment and help support mm-hmm. me so and it also like have you ever like i'm, I'm a fanboy like myself so mm-hmm. when like my favorite creators like respond to me i'm like super pumped so like mm-hmm. I, I mean like I think it, me, it like makes people's like afternoon if I like comment back. So I definitely try to do that, but it's getting harder and harder for me yeah. to do that because I have to. That requires me to read every comment, and you know you don't always read the best comments about yourself, and it's tough mm-hmm. to swallow. And I yeah. I don't know what to do to not let it <laughs> like affect me, even though I tr- tell myself it's not. It, it actually is, but I don't. What have, what have you done, uh, Eric? in the past to like kind of combat that yeah like i i've noticed that every time every time i clap back on a comment like that and like every time i feel the need to react and defend myself i never feel good about it afterwards ever um it's all it always ends with them coming back with something maybe even nastier and so it's never productive totally and so um even if it was well worded even if you were like justified in saying what you said um I think the best, the best thing, two things that I've, I've noticed is just one, ignore and walk away, um, which is just classic yeah. what our parents told us growing up. Yeah, and that's um, what I do, yeah. And, or the second is just to like, um, maybe even take a little bit of constructive criticism and respond with just insane kindness so that like, mm-hmm. there's absolutely no chance they could clap back and even if you do, then you, if they do, you walk away from that. And so, right. um, even just like saying something like, Hey, I wish you all the best or something like that, you know, and yeah. not in a cheeky or condescending way. Um, but rather just being like kind of that whole mentality of, you know, hurt people, hurt people and recognizing that they're probably coming from a place of pain. And so right. empathizing with them in that, in that sense, like, I think I always have to remind myself how lucky and fortunate I am to have the business and skill set and, and totally. know, channel that I do and all that. So kind of just bringing it back and going, yeah, I, I love what I do and I'm so fortunate and I'm just going to try to like show you kindness, even if you're like hurting and want to say something mean as a response. Right. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Empathy. Yep. Yep. How old are you? I'm 29. I always have to think about it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Almost 30. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. How old are you, Steven? 25. Ooh. I'm older than you. 27. Are you, what are you? 27. 27. Oh, nice. Two, two. 
well, uh, even gap across the across the <laughs> yeah, well, dude. A lot of lot of life experience happening in this uh, <laughs> amongst the three of us, man. You put us together. Almost a century. Yeah, you put us all together. What are we like, eighty something? Yeah. Basically, the wisest person you'd need to talk to about anything. So <laughs> huh? this is, this we've is experienced like, it all. This is super <laughs> unnecessary, but I'm gonna twenty five plus twenty seven, <laughs> twenty nine. Dude, 81. 81. Yeah, World War II was crazy, right, fellas? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine us, us in the military. Oh, my God. No, Just man. like a bunch no, of like yikes. craves on YouTube. Like, ugh. Would be, <laughs> would like, be a bad uh, army. Would be very bad. <laughs> Dude, we, we'd, we'd come back with some, some sick visuals. <laughs> No, yeah, we got a hand in hand combat. Film photos. With a <laughs> like vlogging. I'm like, so you can see back there, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my audio's like, peaking. Oh, shoot. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't, the title for our video is like, I can't believe this happened. <laughs> it's like me getting shot in the face. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, man! Well, yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing better than some World War II jokes. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny Keep story. Keep them flowing. Keep them flowing. <laughs> Dude, I, I think, I think we could safely say that you have been the funniest guest so far. <laughs> the most laid back, and I think everyone's really gonna appreciate kind of seeing the Dude, side you of get, you. And, yeah. Dude, you get three chill dudes in the same Zoom meeting. <laughs> Break down the walls, man. There's no containing this. You know, it's like no, no point constraining what's possible with us three, just all in black too. Dude, ah, dude, Mr. Chill, eighty-one-year-old island yeah, vibes. Dude. We're having a good time. <laughs> the chillest eighty-one-year-old. Oh my god. Uh, do you? You don't have kids, right, Steven? I do not. No. Do you have a girlfriend? No, I am married and I've got two oh. cats. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. When did you get married? One of them just started pawing at the door um, a year and a half ago. Oh, congratulations. Was, very fresh. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. it was, uh, it was a, I'm happy that it, we came in right before COVID or like, you know, right. five or six months before. Mm -hmm. So totally. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm actually, I was like thinking like maybe I should do it during COVID so I don't have to spend any money on anything big. <laughs> <laughs> How long were you guys with your partners before you got married? We were, we were shorter than that. We were like two, nice. two and a half. Yeah, yeah I'm, at, I'm at five and a half right now with Anna. No way. We'll see. We'll see. Well, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. No, just kidding. No, dude. I love Anna. Anna is literally the best human being I've ever met in my life. But uh, she's like crushing marathons and everything. Dude, she's insane. Yeah. Well, you're you're an avid run runner, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She she started a YouTube channel uh, about running. Yeah. And stuff. Sweet. Yeah. She's doing great, dude. She's so much more natural on camera than I ever was. <laughs> like. <laughs> All of a sudden we're walking, she just like starts vlogging, talking, and I'm just like, Ugh, just like mumbling my words, <laughs> like trying to be funny in her vlogs and just like coming up short. 
Uh, she's a, she's a star, dude. I like, I I was like always afraid of like a like pushing people towards your channel because I don't want a bunch of like filmmakers like subscribing but not watching and crushing your sure. algorithm because they're yeah. not clicking when it's recommended. But I I was just like, hey, if any of you like runners, only runners like want to learn more about running, like go check it out. And like all these like filmmaking dudes are like commenting on her videos now. <laughs> so I don't know if it helped or or what, but she she's yeah. I think she's at 700 subs right now, which is like that's people, a huge number. 700 people? I don't even know 700 people like in I real know. life, right? <laughs> it's like people are like, oh man, like like uh, it's not that much. I only have 10,000 subs. I'm like <laughs> like you can fill a college football arena. <laughs> like <I know>. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. I don't know how this transition into talking about getting jaded by the numbers, but <laughs> right back, right back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gang. All right, gang. Just three chill dudes reeling yeah, it in. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Huddle, huddle it up. Combine into our mega, our mega eighty-one-year-old. <laughs> the, the whole episode is just gonna be like, just ambient laughter. <laughs> yep. Just not stop. But I feel like, so. I always try to like keep a little bit of like my awkward laughing into my my YouTube videos, which is like, cause like when you hear someone laugh, it just like kind of like makes you like giggle a little bit, right? It's like you empathize oh, with sure. people through laughter like so much. So so I definitely like purposely leave some some of my awkward laughter in there. It's good. You have to. You I have to like call. poke fun at yourself a little bit. Too. Yeah, self deprecate. Um, Self-deprecation is like it, it the funniest joke stress. of all time. Yep. Oh yeah. 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 Plus, yeah, in this context, I feel like people like to laugh along. If they see a group of people laughing, they're like, "I'm yeah. in on this too." It's <laughs> funny. I, I like this. Yeah. Yeah. I took a class in college called the philosophy of laughter. I don't know how this point re is relevant. Maybe it is. But uh, <laughs> our professor would make this was way pre-COVID, by the way. <laughs> But our professor <laughs> would would make uh, the students stand back to back, and just start laughing. I keep hitting this, and just start laughing. Really? And like when one person would start laughing, like it was impossible to not start mm -hmm. laughing. Just like feeling them like laughing behind you. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, that was the greatest class ever. We would watch like South Park and like <laughs> just like, and then break down like why things were funny. <laughs> And it's just oh, like, man, breaking down why South Park is funny is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely some, some like some racy episodes in there, which are like a little much. But <laughs> was, yeah, it's a, yeah, was it like Carmen always making like jokes about uh, Kyle being Jewish? I'm Jewish, so I'm like, I can say this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <do> <laughs> I never watched South Park. I'm like, I don't even know who anybody is. Oh, you've never seen South Park? I know, like, Kenny. It's like a Game of Thrones like, situation all over again. Yeah, it's all over oh, again. Man. I, dude, I, Cartman, I just, like, consume, like, TV shows and media. That's the one thing. That's the one thing with kids is, like, I just, we, I can't watch any TV. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much out of my life now. Like, that's cool. we'll maybe yeah. watch a TV show before bed, but it's usually just a repeat of, like, Friends or Schitt's Creek or yeah. The Office. Oh, dude, yeah, the, the office, office, man. Dude, well, it's still on. It's on Peacock now, right? Yeah, I don't mess with that. But it's on Peacock now. Yeah, but like, who hasn't already seen it? Like, right. like what? Yeah. At least three yeah. times. 
<laughs> it was on there for like 10 years. People were like, oh, I didn't get a chance to watch it. I'm like, you had 10 years. You had a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, you like you, you got no one to, you haven't seen yeah, it. <laughs> you got no one to blame but yourself. Like, <laughs> yeah. For, for one of my videos, I like did a that's what she said joke. And obviously you can't not put a Michael Scott clip yeah. directly following it. So I like downloaded like off of, I like ripped it off of YouTube, like every that's what she said joke from the office. And dude, I sat there for 10 minutes in tears laughing. It was just like, <laughs> the compilation. dude, it is like Michael Scott is, it has to be one of the greatest characters of all time. Right. It's like undoubtedly the writing of that show is just unmatched. Like the timing, delivery and the unexpectedness. They, they just like, mm -hmm. this is turning into like a comedy breakdown show. <laughs> well, we posted a, we posted like a, um, a stocks video on the finance channel yesterday and my buddy Daniel commented on it and he like made a joke about the video he just made. He was like 40 some well, but have you like lost 40 some thousand dollars in trading options? I hear all the cool kids are doing it. <laughs> I just responded with, yeah, that's cool and all, but have you ever like promised college tuition to 30 children and then not been able to deliver? <laughs> <laughs> It's the most uncomfortable it's still the hardest episode, episode in to all watch. Of television <laughs> history. Oh man. Uh, hey, how the, uh, is the is do you find the it easier or harder to make content for the finance channel compared to like your photography? It's, yeah, it's already so much harder just cuz I'm not an expert. Right. I say I'm an expert. I'm not an expert in photo but and video, like, but I know a lot more about, about it. <laughs> than finance the awesome so. thing about youtube is like you're it's easier for people to relate when you're not an expert in like right. for youtube you only need to be mm. one step ahead of someone mm. else to make a video mm. right like if someone can just learn one step uh into the future that stuff is way more valuable than like trying to look like deep into like these like financial gurus so i think mm. like for someone like me who knows absolutely nothing about finance, like very poor. I think I like when we first started talking, I was talking about how bad I am at my finances. <laughs> like learning from someone like you is much more digestible and easier. Mm. And I think there's probably there's I mean, I'm definitely not alone. There's probably a huge market for people like me who sure. would definitely enjoy your channel. Yeah. Yeah, we're like we're really excited. We're kind of just trying to get a few videos out there and trying to see what works. But I think we're really going to thrive a lot more with like flipping stuff we want to like run around town and grab free stuff off craigslist and try to like flip it online that kind of stuff oh that's awesome yeah yeah just like those like a kind of like experimental type videos yeah and just like I love those with, yeah. we'll do like a lot of mic and a c200 and just kind of yeah. like yeah it's it's definitely one of those where you're you're excited to see like what happens based off of like how much you could make off of something Dude, you those, actually got for free yeah this is the best, that's the best style of YouTube video there is. Yeah. It's like what I kind of want my channel to be. Like, right. you ever watch the Yes Theory? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, in a, in a dream world, like, that's what my channel would be, you know? Mm -hmm. For, fortunately, they took a lot of good ideas and COVID happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like taking strangers skydiving. Like, that's like the cool stuff ever. Yeah. It's yeah. like getting out of your, your comfort zone and, and just like a, taking strangers along with you and like having like all these like unexpected like twists and turns along in your video. It's what keep mm -hmm. obviously audience retention rates huge and that's what keeps people watching. Not like 
this is how you do sound design. <laughs> like my latest video, it's just like me talking about like <laughs> filmmaking techniques, which is like <laughs> the bane, bane of my existence, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it feels like those are like the two like, sectors too. There's like education and entertainment. There's like, okay, do I want right. to go to YouTube to learn something in whatever right. genre it is? Yeah. Or do I want to like watch yeah. a mini like TV show almost like a lot of the S theory right. stuff in particular is like a 20 minute, right. like almost reality TV show, totally. but it's yeah. so cool and so digestible. Totally. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I'd rather my channel be entertaining than educational yeah. <laughs> and, and inspiring. <laughs> Dude, I'm literally making, I didn't even tell you, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, uh, I, I was, I didn't tell Steven, I came up with a new idea for my sponsor video next week and it, literally like literally i watched your video today and i was like this is ex this is exactly what i was going to talk about oh, <laughs> it was literally i still might do it it's something it's gonna be something like photography or filmmaking like which one would i choose because people ask me that a lot because i do both yeah. and then i was going to talk about appealing to two senses and blah, blah, and i'm watching your video. I'm like, this is the same exact thing <laughs> dude my bad man half, like <laughs> dude it's funny because like uh, did you did you both see the video that I posted today? Yeah. Oh, nice, yeah. dude. Love your guys' preparation for for the <laughs> for this podcast. It's you like it's me. like that's like why I'm here. You know, I just like love your grit. But uh, <laughs> I appreciate like, that, dude. yeah, like <laughs> like you could literally put picked anything <laughs> to compare in that example. Like I, I compared the uh, like dogs and videos just because like they're you they're something that you like react to you with your senses like dogs you can react to you with five senses even though taste is a, is a bit of a stretch and video unfortunately is only two senses it's visual and audio and um <laughs> you literally like i picked a dog because of my dog's like a little biased but my dog is the cutest dog of all time <laughs> and like anytime you get her in a video is is an absolute treat so oh yeah <laughs> The, yeah, dude, the, just that. the tiniest little uh, lick that you did on Sansa was, I mean, hysterical. <laughs> I was just like, oh, he's going for taste. Okay, yep, yeah. he's doing it. Yep. All right, there we go. Dude, <laughs> you did it. I, yeah, I, for the video, I actually turn, had to tone it down. I usually like lick way harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I usually come out with fur balls. <laughs> yeah, me, me and my dog are like... Dude, she is a piece of me. It is like unreal. <laughs> it's like, she's always with me. I mean, she me. feels like a character in your videos. Yeah, yeah that's what I want. Is. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's like I'm a, obviously like a technique. It, it sucks that like everything comes back to psychology of making videos and like keeping people engaged. <laughs> so like, if you're a viewer, just know that everything I do has a purpose. And like, so like Anna and Sansa are like obviously characters. Like, you watch any mm -hmm. of the best Casey Neistat videos, like. Uh, his GPS person is a mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. a character, like Jack Coins, a character who was on your podcast. Like all these people are Francine, like uh, what's his wife's name, Candace. Candace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. like all these people are characters, and like um, same with David Dobrik and all the the successful yep. YouTube channels. Like you're watching, you're like For oh, sure. there's that person, there's that person. It's kind of like its own like little sitcom, and uh, yeah. So I'm trying to. Yeah integrate more of that into into my videos and totally. create it more more than just an educational experience more entertaining i'm very interested yeah. in kind of stepping away and doing like a full kind of audit of my own 
channel right. and just yeah. be like, do I want to, I, I almost kind of want to just take a month off and like make brand guidelines almost and just be like, right. okay, mm-hmm. this is going to be the target every single time, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it, it almost feels like that will take a lot of stress away <laughs> from yeah. Dude, like things like in usually in those types of videos, it's like vlogs where you're introducing characters. Dude, Mm -hmm. vlogging takes all the stress away from creating because you're just reacting to situations and just documenting Mm -hmm. and like uh, things just naturally flow. And it always turns out like a product you're really proud of because it was something Mm -hmm. you experienced and it was truly you. And it's like the world that you're living in and like it's entertaining for people. Yeah, it's it's really awesome. So. I've definitely found that vlogging has been like a great way to integrate those elements and kind of create like these slight turns in my channel, like away from being strictly like, this is a lighting breakdown because like, that's not something I care about. Like I know lighting, like, yes, I want to help my subscribers and my community, which is why I do it. And I know it's beneficial for them, but it's not sustainable for me to keep doing those, those videos because I, I truly do hate them. (laughs) I'd say that I say this in my videos, like even after the the tutorial on sound design today, I was like, yeah, like there's, I hope like that was helpful for you. I'd much rather be talking about anything else, but I thought it was important. (laughs) Uh So, so yeah, like it, finding ways to like make a, a mix and match of like the different content categories. Like I even like, in my notes pad, I'll pull up my notes right now. I have like a running list of all of my YouTube video ideas and it's like mm-hmm. endless, like endless ideas. Um, like in every, every, like there's like subject lines. One's about being a better filmmaker. One's being a better human. One's candid conversations, just like talking about anything. Like what do I have on here? Mm. Don't steal my ideas. Oh, I'm writing them down right now. <laughs> Uh, uh, like something I talked about earlier, like I, I might make a video about like just candidly talking about how I got death threat on YouTube and yeah. like, how, how that makes me feel yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Then I have a category that says for joy slash experience. So to me, just like going out and doing crazy stuff. I have a video coming out, I think on Monday, I think it's going to be Monday. Uh, I did a vlog going up and like, I like, I never shot the Milky Way before, like no experience. I was like, I'm just going to like, today I'm going to try and figure out how to shoot the Milky Way and go do it. And just like this experience of going out and shooting it and like the photos sucked and like, I couldn't even see the Milky Way, but it's just like this really cool, fun experience. And like these videos are made specifically just to get me from out behind this desk that I'm sitting at in front of this like traditional YouTube talking head scenario because those just get boring after a while. It's just like the same mm-hmm. thing over and over. It's not good creatively for me or entertaining for, for the people watching. I agree. I've been here, like, I want to shoot a film on super or super 16 millimeter. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just like tutorials is another list of things. Just like I try to stay away from because I hate doing tutorials. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just trying to break it up into like different categories just to keep it fresh for me. and fresh for the audience i think if i'm feeling fresh and it's going to come off that way and it's going to get a better reaction from the people watching are we going to get a tutorial on how to get the six-pack abs that you have or is that (laughs) is that not lined up yet uh i definitely i definitely want to do it 
I do. I would love to like integrate fitness more, but I feel like it's like too cliche for me to do. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's not cliche because I do care about it. But uh, yeah. like, dude, like people are so concerned about investing into like all this film equipment and like these computers and like this knowledge about lighting. Like, mm-hmm. you don't take care of your body, you have nothing. Like, yeah. I can't tell mm-hmm. you how many shoots mm-hmm. I've been on where it's like a legitimate like physical struggle. And like, if I wasn't in shape, I would have been able to perform this job or be the right person mm-hmm. for this job or even gotten hired. Like I, mm-hmm. I got into shooting for Nike and like these huge companies. I don't know. I don't know if you've ever heard the story, but um, like I, I made a, I got, so <laughs> trying to think how to even start this story. Do you know who Odell <laughs> Beckham Jr. is? Oh yeah. 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 He's like one of the most famous football player, American football players in the world. And he's like incredible athlete, yeah. like superstar. Um, so I was doing like boring videos for his uh, physical therapist mm-hmm. and he was, he had suffered a knee injury at the time when he was still in the New York giants. And, uh, he was talking to his physical therapist. He was like, oh, like, man, I would love a video just to show that I'm ready to get back and like, uh, like show that like the knee's good and like I'm cutting good. I'm running well. And he's also like up for a new contract and he wanted to like prove that he was ready. And my, the physical therapist that I was working with was like, I got a guy who might be able to help. And he called me and was like, Hey, can you come out to LA tonight? Grant, I was living in Philly and to shoot something the next morning, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. working out. And like, I played football my whole life, like huge fan. Like, like, like I was like, had not done like too many cool things other than like the little dicky experience prior to that so i was like what like yeah. odell like what so obviously i flew out with speared airlines <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> brought my my 1dx mark ii and my, my gimbal and like i filmed him working out and why that video was so good and odell ended up loving it was because i could keep up with him and i could i could i ran division one track i could have run with him like with the camera, with the gimbal, I could stick with him the mm-hmm. entire workout because I stayed in shape. I was under the hot sun the whole time. But like, if I was in shape, like I would have never like been able to perform, make a good video. And because that video was good, he ended up posting it on his Instagram where he had like 20 million followers. And he tagged me because he loved it so much. Wow, and bec- wow. Dude, I mean, yeah, that changed my life. Like like uh all these production companies like saw i was sprinting next to odell beckham with a gimbal and they needed me for their shoots like a month later uh this this company in portland who i've worked with a million times after that uh flew me down to orlando to film the pro bowl to to film the skills challenge and run alongside the athletes for six hours with the gimbal (laughs) because i was like one of the few people that could do it like in the filmmaking community. I mean, granted, I was dying. It was a struggle, but like, <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, you're like running alongside like Saquon. <laughs> oh my gosh. But, so yeah. It's That's like, incredible. Dude, fitness fitness is just as much as part of this uh, filmmaking journey as anything else that you're going to get into. Like even like holding a, an interview, like handheld for like 30 minutes, mm-hmm. no joke. Yeah. It's no joke. It's like literally no. like oh, yeah. core, like leg, like arms, like, yep. and you got to do it. Like you don't want to mess anything mm-hmm. up. Like, I think yeah, even if people aren't like totally on board with, with wanting to work out, they would still even see value in you making that for them. Right. Yeah. Thinking about the things that are important to them totally. and that fuel yeah. them otherwise. 
yeah and, and like, I don't, I do, important to I, their career i don't do anything crazy like i'm not like Mm -hmm. doing crossfit in like my home gym like i, I feel like <laughs> elastic bands i run like i just like walk i exercise like mm -hmm. play with the dog i just yeah. it's like yeah. just about staying active and like keeping your body like moving not just like sitting behind a computer uh writing hateful youtube comments <laughs> <laughs> we talked about those benefits with uh jack also when he was on we talked about how like just starting your yeah, day with I a heard, run or like yeah. any kind of exercise was like mm -hmm. a game changer because you already feel like okay i've done something great what else can i do you, you don't feel right. like as beholden totally. to like your schedule and you're not like feeling like you have to get a certain thing done you're like i've already done a lot and I feel confident going forward, yeah. just like whatever else is like a bonus almost. Absolutely. Yeah. I've even implemented it. Uh, so I like always have to like walk the dog in the morning and like exercise her. So I've like in, with my schedule, I've made it into like a halfway point in my day. It's kind of like a break mm. to like take my mind off of things. On your chin. So I do like, you know, three, four hours of super focused, concentrated work. Uh, and then once that's over and like nothing distracted me, I take a break. I like go out and exercise. And it's a great way to just like take my mind away from like any of the stresses I was having, like feel good about like accomplishing something for myself and my body. And then like feeling good to like eat dinner and then sit down for another like three to four hour period of just like super concentrated work. And like I, that's like the schedule I've found has worked best for me and my creativity and getting stuff done, and also being able to feel good about like exercising and stuff. So, mm -hmm. I yeah, for me it's just like a break and like it's like my way of meditating almost. Just because while I'm working out, there's like there's nothing else you can think about. Like I'm running, it's like okay, one foot in front of the other. Like like focus on your breathing and like try to make it through without like collapsing and dying <laughs> it's like a survival thing <laughs> it, it, you you do, in those moments like you're not thinking about like oh man i can't believe i started that like terrible band back in college <laughs> you know <laughs> 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 so like, any any like anxiety doesn't start creeping into the back of your head well dude danny thank you so much for coming on it was yeah, dude, seriously course, so much fun dude it's so great like this was a blast like meeting you guys uh, yeah i love your your podcast so glad that you started it love the name change uh Thanks, I, I, hopefully hopefully in ours you don't have to give the uh we had to change it from slow growth to, to <laughs> i think I, th I like the new the new name better i think the new name's better for merch and i would definitely buy it and support it and anyone's listening you should definitely buy and uh, support their merch as well and you know, download their episodes, delete it, download it, delete it, download it, just to give them more downloads. Listen all the way through, even if you're not listening, just continue to support these guys because they're doing an absolutely amazing job Stop. and they deserve it. So <laughs> well, thanks for having dude, me. Thank you. I'll come oh back anytime God. you want me. <laughs> thanks, Danny. Dude, you're, yeah. you're the Thank goat. you. Forget yeah. Peter. Bye, guys. Yeah. I love hey. you. Love you too. Yes, I love you. Uh, do you want to end it on my my little ASMR? Bye. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right, ready? Head him with it. Bye. <laughs> That's We're good. Perfect. <laughs>